Chapter 3 A Life of Great Gain A few years ago, a very able woman who had been in real estate, had served as a bank trust officer, and had held one or two other responsible positions, called my attention to the irrationality of people's desires. In buying or building a house, people demanded that the same house satisfy very contradictory purposes. For example, a woman would require a kitchen to have a compact construction to save steps, and yet be roomy enough to include a variety of things. What one kitchen gave her excluded one or another of her requirements. What Mrs. W. K. told me has often been in my mind, because she called attention to a common form of irrationality. In politics, economics, marriages, and in every other area, men and women demand that their daydreams, not realistic goals, be realized. One recent editorial called some members of Congress self-deluded because at one and the same time they sought the advantages of both free trade and mercantilism, a manifest contradiction. In marriage, men and women live in terms of impossible expectations and then wonder why their marriage does not work. Employees who will not do the work required of them complain that they are not appreciated. Employers expect respect from their employees when they themselves will give others no respect. To want contradictory things is to imagine that we are God and that reordering the world to suit our imagination rather than God's law is possible for us. We are, however, commanded in such things to be content with such things as ye have. Hebrews 13.5 For godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6, 6. Our ideas about great gain envision the possession of imagined things, not godliness with contentment. Our imagination is not governed by reality. In imagination, the world is reordered to man's wishes, and the impossible becomes routinely imagined as real. It becomes easier for people to live in their dream world than in the real world, and they choose the unreal world. But to be alive in God's world, however great its problems, is a privilege and an opportunity, whereas our dream world is closer to sleep and to death. To live with reality is thus great gain. David says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 4.8 the imagined power and prosperity of daydreams masks impotence and retreat.